What's going on, Bears fans, and welcome back to Barely a Podcast, where I'm here with Lester Wiltfong, myself, Robert Schmitz, as Ryan Poles has now been hired as the Bears general manager. Huge step forward for the former Bears UDFA, and frankly, an exciting moment for the Bears franchise. Now, Lester, you and I just talked this weekend about how little we know about some of these GM candidates, and I gotta be honest with you, Poles is somebody who I could cite a bunch of secondhand information. I'm going to, but he's definitely not somebody that I came into this hiring cycle with a strong opinion on. What about you? Well, as soon as Polls got his second interview uh, request out there, then I started looking into him a little bit. And, you know, he's, like you said, you know, all these candidates we don't know a lot about. That's why we kind of lean on guys like Brad Spielberg from Pro Football Focus. He had that great great spot with our Bears of Beers guys. And I'm actually going to read a quick quote on that because uh, uh, Jeff Burkus actually tweeted out this quote of what Brad Spiegler had to say about polls. And I'm going to start a quote here. Really, really bright guy. He kind of blew me away with some of the conversations we had. I believe he's a former player, but was picking our brains about analytics and picking our brains all about sorts of different things. Just a guy that I think would want to have many smart voices in the room and just learn in any capacity he can. I think he's a relatable guy, a nice guy that would get along with anyone, a guy that I think would be able to be a leader of a building and be productive with everyone around him, end quote. And that's what Brad Spielberg, who, of course, works for Pro Football Focus, you know, part of his job there is, you know, he is rubbing shoulders with some of these guys that are in the, in, the, in the executive roles of some of these franchises. So he knows these guys. You know, he's talked to them. So the fact that he has such a glowing review of him, I think, is a good thing for the Bears. And like I said, we don't know these guys and what they do, what they bring to the table, but we look at the track record of where he was. And with the Chiefs, that's one of the best franchises in the NFL today. Well, I mean, it sure helps when you've got the Grim Reaper Patrick Mahomes on your side, (laughs) the kind of guy who's able to turn a three-point deficit with 13 seconds into a win in the playoffs, but I digress. The point to me, Lester, the biggest... The biggest thing with Ryan Poles' hire, to me, comes down to two very important details, right? Number one is that the Chicago Bears organization led this massive, if exhaustive, search where they interviewed 16 GM candidates. At the end of it, or at least according to reports, all five of the primary committee members identified Ryan Poles as number one with a gap between that or him and number two. Now... Reportedly speaking, Poles was also a favorite in Minnesota. I don't want recent reports of Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, who I really like. I'm not going to say that that's a bad hire. That's not what I think. But I will tell you, Lester, I don't know that Adolfo Mensa was always their number one. The impression I get is that they wanted Poles, but the Bears identified their guy, stepped forward, and did what it took to make sure he stayed in Chicago. People can make fun of George McCaskey's goofy walk to the airport to go pick up Ryan Poles at O'Hare. I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. I thought so, but, but the key here is I appreciate McCaskey and the rest of the organization taking an aggressive step to get whoever they identified as the best guy. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to be successful. Frankly, in recent history, as our comrade Robert Zaglinski would probably say, the Bears liking somebody is a red flag. So hopefully polls can buck the trend and put the Bears in the right direction. But like Brad was saying, I think 
the key here to me is recognizing that the Bears have just hired somebody who's going to be a head of an organization instead of a head scout that also wears the GM role. And I personally really, really like that, Lester. The number one problem that I had with Ryan Pace really wasn't talent evaluation. Guys like Robert Quinn, guys like, I don't know, Thomas Graham in late rounds, Bilal Nichols in late rounds, but even earlier rounds, guys like Anthony Miller, I still think was a phenomenal talent that just didn't work out. His eye for who he's picking, uh, Akeem Hicks, another example in free agency. Look, we could go down the laundry list, right? A lot of the guys Pace picked were fine, but the prices that he would pay to get them would put the Bears in such a hole that if, for instance, Tevin Jenkins needs back surgery before the season ever starts, we're hoping and praying that 39-year-old retiree Jason Peters can save the Bears' season. And lucky for Pace, it did, but... They didn't, they're not a team that was rife with backup plans or, I don't know, well thought out actions, if I could be honest. Because things like pushing Jimmy Graham's money into the future this year just didn't really make a lot of sense. With Poles, my guess, Lester, it's just a guess, right? Is that Poles is going to try to build an organization that does absolutely everything it can possibly do to win football games. It's going to look for value where they can find value. It's going to push where they think they need to push. It's going to build up analytics departments, but it's also going to make sure that they've got enough old school football guys to balance the numbers and the spreadsheets with hard hitting physicality. It's culture as much as it is building a scouting repertoire that can go win you football games with player de- or like player development and talent identity identification it's i i love the hire if only because what i have heard about him is that he's the right kind of mind to push the bears forward even if he's not an accomplished scout like the abrasive ed dodds or a cap guru or somebody like omar khan you you get the idea where it's a hire we're gonna need to see results from it's a results defined business but i am really optimistic based on what i've heard and i love the bears aggression to go get him you know, he does have a scouting background. He started off as a, as a scouting assistant. Uh, Doesn't geez. everybody? Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> how, how, kind of how they all get going there. But but like you said, I mean, and then there's a lot of stuff that came across Twitter today and a lot of the stuff on the podcast and some of the shows. So I, I apologize. I don't remember where I heard everything from, uh, but there was a lot of stuff on, on Twitter, whether it be, you know, Schefter, uh, Mike uh, Garofolo, uh, Jeff Hughes of, the, of the, the Bears blog, Brad Spielberger did a show earlier. So I heard a lot of different things, like you said, about him that make me feel good not only does he have that scouting background like we talked about but that's not all he is you know he also is a big guy that believes in analytics you know and and i i forget where i saw it, but i did see someone say that he believes in building through the draft uh, so that leads me to believe that he may keep some of these later draft picks and not look to move up so quickly because like we know that's that's the depth of your team that's your backups those are those are your diamonds in the rough and if you don't have all those low round picks like we saw the last few years with the bears that's a problem as far as your depth. Yeah, more depth, more more draft picks. I think that's a good thing for the Bears. One thing that I think will be really telling with polls, and I get it, everybody's focused on the head coaching search, as we should be, and as you and I will probably talk about here in just a couple minutes. But I think that a key did let's say it let's call it like uh, a critical moment for polls is going to be what he does this March. April and May are gonna obviously be important. The draft matters 
a ton. Everybody knows that, right? But the Bears sit in a very awkward position where their roster, at least I don't think, Lester, it's phenomenal. If you were going to grade it, it would be somewhere between the 20th best, maybe a little bit worse, but could be as high as the 14th best if the, if things break their way. But they're sitting in a division that could lose Aaron Rodgers, and if the young, Browns-oriented Quesi Adolfo Mensa decides to tear down the Vikings... You might be sitting on six divisional wins if Justin Fields takes any step forward. I mean, what do you do if suddenly the NFC North becomes what the NFC East used to be, right? Or was it was the AFC East, apologies. But the point is, is that whether Poles decides that they're just going to hit the gas pedal and try to go win a division ASAP or try to build towards a future where the Bears are contending for a Super Bowl in 2023-2024, I'm really curious because I think it would be really, really tempting to go get those divisional wins even if it costs them 8-10 to 10 spots of draft position in literally every single round. But I don't know. I mean, <laughs> nobody's spitting in a one division, right? Yeah, I think this first year with them is going to be interesting because, like I said, I don't see this as a full-on rebuild. I see them, you know, the quarterbacks in place in Justin Fields. You know, I'm assuming he believes in the, in the QB. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're not going to take the Bears job, especially over a job like Minnesota where the rumors were had him as, as a top candidate there. So he must believe in Justin Fields. He must believe in what he can do with this roster. There's plenty of holes like we talked about before, but but – there are some positive. I mean, there are some some stars still on that defense. You know, the again, it, it's going to be about the coach who he brings in, the staff that he builds. And, and right now, it seems like a lot of the top candidates are defensive minded guys. That's uh, not my, my my top choice to do. But you know what? This is the NFL. You know, these guys are going to come in. They're going to bring in their, their people with them. And and all all the reports are out there that Dan Quinn, who is one of the Bears' top candidates now, he's got a second interview slide for I think tomorrow on Wednesday. Um, reports are out there that he has a nice staff in place ready to come in with him, and he's been in the league a long time. I'm sure he knows mm-hmm. his stuff. And so, uh, I, like I'm like you, I'm like all Bears fans. I want to see what the head coach is. I'm excited to see the direction yep. the franchise takes. Let's talk about that just a little bit. So. One guy who in the Bears media circle I think deserves a lot of credit, even if he can come across a bit spiteful sometimes, is Jeff Hughes of the Bears blog. He has seemed to nail everything, and he did a long podcast spot on the Irish Bears show just recently where he talked about a lot of the insider stuff, and if he's to be believed, Lester, they he mentioned that Joe Shine was, quote-unquote, the New York Giants guy since Thanksgiving, and it does make me wonder whether Brian Dable is an option for Chicago. It might be a done deal, and it's a matter of just making things official, because if Byron Leftwich is sort of earmarked for Jacksonville, and Brian Dable is earmarked for New York, all the best head coaching candidates just happenstantially are defensive. I mean, unless the Bears are going to go out and they're going to interview Nathaniel Hackett, which, who knows, but that does seem like quite a risky choice, given that I don't know if Hackett's quite ready for the job yet. You're left with the Eberflusses of the world, the Dan Quinns, so on and so forth. Now... I am really curious to see what that head coach is going to be. Reports immediately after the polls hiring, and frankly, I'm glad we waited a little while so I didn't have to just bemoan the idea of Jim Caldwell becoming the John Fox to Ryan Poles as Ryan Pace. The Ryan P thing, by the way, that's hilarious. (laughs) If the Bears do pull in Ryan and Matt, 
uh, again as GM head coach. It's I'm possible. Laugh. It's possible. It's, it's very possible. But I think that the names that have come up, all I've heard truly, as much as I would make fun of Dan Quinn, and if you'd asked me about him on Saturday's show, I would have made fun of Dan yep. Quinn. The entire league is bringing him back for second interviews. I mean, I'm a guy on the internet, Lester. When real people who are going to shell out five to six million dollars for these guys are all bringing this guy back, he must be doing something right, you know? And so it'll be curious to see what that head coaching choice is one way yeah. or another. He's getting sec- second interviews all across the league. You know, there's been some some links with, with Todd Bowles, with, with Ryan Poles. You know, there's a lot of talk out there right now and, you know, a lot to be considered. And then you have to look at what happened in New York. You know, Brian Dable left after a second interview without a deal. Right. You know, so the fact that they could get something done either tells you they're not quite sure or they want to wait or Brian Dable wants to wait and see what's going on with the Bears job. And, hey, I read a tweet somewhere. Like you said, there's been so much stuff, Lester, going on that it's really hard to keep sources straight. Yes. But I did read that Poles and Dable have crossed paths before. In Kansas City. Yeah, mm -hmm. they were in Kansas City together. So if that's the case, I mean – I would understand it if Brian Dable was looking down the down the barrel of two top ten picks, yes, but also trying to resuscitate Daniel Jones's career versus winning a division with Justin Fields and getting a lot of credit for it. If he, even if it's a weak division, you can hate Justin Fields, but I mean, if you get NFL average quarterbacking in the right scenario where Rodgers is out of the division, and e- even if Kirk Cousins doesn't necessarily leave, like. You could win a division there and get a bunch of credit for, quote-unquote, rescuing Chicago. So I'm curious to see what happens. I mean, Devil, to me, is absolutely my number one choice. I love the way that his offense meshes with what Justin Fields does well. It's not to say he'll turn Justin Fields into Josh Allen. That's, That's not the point because Josh Allen is his own unique chaotic self (laughs) and you have to build an offense with that in mind but the vertical spread concept makes a lot of sense I I can't tell Lester to go back to Quinn I have to put this on the record I can't tell if I'm just talking myself into him or not because he's tangentially related to the Bears like I'll be very direct about that it's possible yeah I mean I'm sure that's something we're all doing with we saw the names we're talking about like I said he is well respected around the league He's done it before. So that's the one positive you have coming in with a guy like Quinn is, you know, you know he, he understands how to do that role. He was successful. He took the Falcons to the, to the Super Bowl. You know, you know what you're getting with Quinn. And then, of course, like you said, every other team that he's interviewed with, they want him back. He's a finalist in Denver. Um, you talked about Nathan, uh, uh, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett. He, he's a finalist in Denver as well. And I, last I saw his interview went like a really long time there. So he may be the odds and favorite there. Then, of course, you factor in the Aaron Rodgers scenario. If, if Rodgers decides to keep playing and the Packers do move on, him and Hackett are buddies. So maybe the Broncos are, are looking at that angle, too. So a lot of crazy ways this whole head coaching domino thing can fall. And uh, now the Bears have a GM. That's the next step for Chicago. Absolutely. It'll it'll be really interesting to watch what happens. I mean, in the world of I, – I always like to try to balance positives with negatives, right? Uh, it's not as if Kansas City under – um, under Poles' tenure, when Poles did rise to like a primary role in the draft room, drafted super well. I mean, picks like Miko Hardman in the second round, and I wish that I had more data in front of me and names and so on and so forth, but I know their drafts have been a little on the lackluster side, but hey, when you've got Patrick Mahomes, who cares? 
right? Uh, So we'll see what happens. I don't want to suddenly just decide that Poles is a bad drafter, especially because I see him as somebody who's going to hire scouts and get out of the way, right? He he strikes me as the kind of GM that he might have an opinion, but unlike Ryan Pace, who quite literally loved Trubisky enough that he listened to the scouts that told him Trubisky was good, and even his coach, who said, I don't want to work with the kid, he just flat out ignored and didn't didn't tell them that he was drafting him. I mean... I'm hoping for a Bears organization, truth be told, Lester, that's more holistic. And as much as we make fun of the Bears for having said collaboration and fired up over the years, I do want a room that simultaneously can be collaborative and also guys know when to get out of the way. Because to go back to the Jim Harbaugh scenario, my biggest worry was that any single person was given too much power going forward and this seems like a nice step in the right direction for an org that would be let's say even keeled well it seems like polls will get his chance and he's not going to be 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 arranged with a with a caldwell or a guy like we saw with pace and and fox you know in 2016 you know the reports out there are that this is polls is higher i mean he's leading the head coaching search you know of course the bears already have a few second interviews lined up he's already given one with with caldwell you know he may want to bring in a few guys of his own for second interviews so this is this is Ryan Poles' show. I mean, that's that's what that's what I've been calling for this whole process. Whatever George McCaskey and 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 Poley and those guys all decide to do, hire the GM and then get the hell out of the way. Let him run the show. Sink or swim, it's Ryan Poles' job. Yep, can't wait. Really can't wait. Now we could probably keep going, but that would defy that would defeat the purpose of barely a podcast. Exactly. So <laughs> I can promise you guys, you listeners out there, we'll be bringing Brad back on. We'll be bringing people that know Ryan Poles a little better than us to talk about opinions on him. What does he do well? What to watch for, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But for now, the Bears have a new general manager. His name is Ryan Poles. I believe he was on the Bears roster at one point. So to, undrafted free agent, to, offensive lineman, baby. To think he was he was cut from the fifty three man roster, and in under two decades is now full control over that fifty three awesome. man roster. It's a pretty great story, if nothing else. But we will talk to you guys soon. This has been Robert Schmitz and Lester Wiltfong on the WCG Podcast Network. We're still figuring out our off season schedules, so <clears throat> bear with us. But until next time, Bears fans. Bear down.